Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. Sorry, I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast or a video. I've been insanely busy working on my fourth book, and we're working on a lot of amazing projects at the Liberty Block, so I know I've been busy. But the EJS team every Wednesday is holding down the fort. I know they're doing a phenomenal job. So today I want to talk to you about taxes. I got this beautiful hat from an awesome friend for my birthday. I've wanted this hat for years. I'm glad someone bought it for me because I wasn't going to buy it for myself. So... Elizabeth Warren, a communist Democrat, they're redundant of course, a communist from Massachusetts, a senator, is proposing a bill, doesn't seem to have a number yet, but it's going to be a Senate bill, and that's going to impose a wealth tax on people. But before I even get to that, I want to read a certain tweet, and there's a reason why I want to read her tweet about it first. So on May 1st, Warren tweeted the following, quote, The bottom 99% paid 7.2% of their total wealth in taxes last year, but the top one-tenth of 1%, the top millionaires and billionaires, paid 3.2%, less than half as much. That's not right, and that's one reason why it's time for a hashtag wealth tax in America. Very interesting. Think about that tweet for a minute. Did you catch it? Because I think I caught it the first time around, but I just showed it to my wife and she did not, and a lot of others did not. They clearly missed it. It's very deceptive, but it's meant to be deceptive. She talks about the tax rates, and when people see income, tax rates, wealth, communist taxes, they generally assume that people are discussing the federal income tax. You might be somewhat familiar with the federal income tax. It's this great thing. It has seven brackets and the more money you make, not only the higher, the more money they're taking from you, the more you, you know, you're the maker, they're the taker, they're looters. Not only do they take more money if you make more, they take a higher percentage of your money if you make more. And the brackets go from 10% to 37%, and they apply to each segment, each bracket of your income. So for income above 600000 you're paying 37% on that. So if you make an extra million dollars, you don't, because they're going to take 663000 and leave you with the 370000 of that million. So for each additional million, or sorry, they'll take 37%, they'll leave you with the the 670,000. So for each million you make additionally beyond your first 600,000, you're only getting to keep about two thirds of it, less than two thirds of it. So that's the income tax. They punish you more at a higher percentage for producing more, right? But no, that's very communist, obviously. It's a deterrent to productivity and hard work, but that's not communist enough for the Senator from Massachusetts. She wants something else. Think about it. The top one-tenth of 1% only pay 3.2% of their wealth in taxes each year. Well, think about that. What does wealth mean? It doesn't mean income. Wealth means their net worth, right? Their wealth. A person might have an income of 100000 a year and a wealth of $2 million a year. That sounds rich. They're millionaires, but that applies actually to like maybe, I don't know, 50% of households in the U.S. because it's like called retirement. So a lot of people might have a million dollars in retirement with their 401k, their IRA, their house. Obviously, that's a net asset once it's paid off, especially. So if that's worth a half million dollars. So you could see people who are 50, 60, 70 years old should, and very often do, have a net worth above a million, two million, five million, maybe 50 million. Anyway, that's their wealth. What Liz Warren and other communists want to do is take 2%, 2%, currently it's 2% in the bill, I'm sure they'll amend it to make it 5 or 10 or 80%. Right now it's 2% of that wealth 
of their net worth every year. So if you have a net worth of $10 million, they want to take $200,000 to steal it from you every year, 2%. For a million dollars, they're going to take, what's 2%, 20000 So if you have a million dollars in your 401k and your house and all your assets, your cars, you have some gold, some silver, some stocks, they want to take 2% of that every year. So assuming that you generally have roughly a 2% or less than 2% returns per year, not even counting inflation because that'll also take away money. That's the ultimate hidden tax by politicians like Warren that they love. But at 2% a year, they are eating away at your wealth and they're eating away at your income. So it's one more way to get your money from your bank account to their accounts. Of course, they could just print more, but I, I'm convinced the more and more so that they're kleptomaniacs. They just love stealing, right? They they have enough money. And you know Biden, I'm looking at Biden's tweets here. We need $700,000 for a... Uh, child care, universal child care, more socialism, more welfare, Warren supports child care. We need $700 billion. They don't need $700 billion. They don't even have to print it. They can put one or two more zeros or maybe 20 zeros on a screen at the Federal Reserve, the Treasury or the Mint or the White House, who knows, Congress, and put a few zeros there and they can make the money. Does it cause some inflation? Yeah, but like Powell and Yellen always say, inflation's a good thing, you know, because it means more spending and all this other crap in Keynesian economics. So they, they don't have to steal it. They can they can just make the money by printing it and borrowing it. But they like stealing. They, they like stealing from us because they like subjugating us and beating us. It's like how ancient slave owners used to like beating their slaves just to assert dominance, beat down their will, to subjugate them, to abuse them. They, they love it. So Warren, the other communists, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, Diane Feinstein, Kamala Harris, Biden, they all, they, all, they all love stealing from us. Anyway, this creates a wealth tax, like I said. And if this bill passes, which, God, I hope it passes, because then another 100 million conservatives will wake up and realize that the United States of America is not worth fighting for. Now, let me see if there are co-sponsors on the bill. It's not even filed yet, I don't think, so I don't know if there are co-sponsors. I can try to look real quick. I doubt it. Oh, no, I don't see any co-sponsors when I look for it here. But I assume because they want a virtue signal, whether or not they support it, they probably do support it, but just because of the popularity of the wealth tax among brainless communists, I mean among Democrat voters, is probably, you know, 90%. So I assume that every Democrat senator, and maybe a few Republican senators, will co-sponsor this. So I can totally see this bill passing the Senate, passing the House, and Biden obviously already said he supports wealth tax, I believe. So he would sign it to law. And like the other bills, H.R. 1, H.R. 127, if it passes, I'd have to think a few million conservatives will wake up and smell the tyranny, right? So that's pretty much the article. It, it explains that this is not an income tax. This is an additional tax, in addition to income tax. So if you have you know a few million dollars, this effective tax burden that you have on your income might go from your, your total effective tax burden, your federal income tax, your state taxes, your other taxes, your... Uh, capital gains taxes and your um, never mind property taxes and everything else you might pay a, an effective tax burden in total you might give the government of all the money you make you might give the government 40 50 60 percent this adding two percent to your total wealth which is likely around 20 percent of your income assuming your total net worth is 10 times your annual income then that could make your effective tax burden from like 55 or 60 percent per year to like 80 percent a year and at 80 percent might as well be 100 percent income tax per year 
You know what 100% effective tax rate per year means? It means literal slavery or 100% communism. It means that you own nothing. You cannot own anything. The government owns 100% of you, all your assets. They control you. You're a slave. Call it communism, slavery, Nazism, whatever you want to call it, but it's 100% totalitarianism, authoritarianism. You can call it Marxism. And this is the goal for the radical left. And when I say radical left, I don't mean Democrats because every Republican is a, is a radical leftist as well, besides maybe Rand Paul, maybe on a decent day. Everyone else, and Thomas Massey is good too, everyone else in Congress um, can go to hell. So, but Alu, currently the bill only applies to those with a net worth of over $50 million. Evil people like Bezos. Yeah, well, actually Bezos probably sponsored this bill. His lobbyists probably wrote it. The people who are the mega wealthy billionaires are in bed with people like Warren, which I love how they play this WWE fake fighting game where they pretend to hate each other. They're all, they're all in bed together. We all know that. Anyway, why should we care? Currently, it's $50 million. Here are four reasons in the article I wrote why you and I should care. We don't make we don't have a net worth. See, I almost mixed them up. We don't make $50 million. No, it's not income. It's, it's net worth. We don't have a net worth of $50 million. We don't even have an income of a million dollars a year, right? Most of our viewers. So why should we care? There are four reasons. Number one, as the hat says, taxation is theft. Theft is wrong. Doesn't matter who the victim is, what the amount is, what the reason is, who's the perpetrator. Doesn't matter. If theft is wrong, my parents taught me theft is wrong. It's wrong to steal. They didn't say it's okay to steal if it's from someone who's rich. No, that's immoral. So on a moral principled argument, theft is wrong. I don't care. So Twitter is blowing up right now. If you look at Twitter, the last I guess the last few days, apparently Bezos bought a big a big yacht, a big boat. Um, again, I have various feelings towards Bezos. First of all, he's currently probably an evil bastard who who makes Amazon supportive of, of leftism and uses, I think, the ADL or SPLC to determine which charities are okay to donate to. Um, obviously, anyone conservative or white or pro-Trump or pro-gun is unacceptable. They don't sell, you know, some gun accessories and ammunition on the website. They also, you know, block some books if they question the, the radical transgender agenda. So he, he's a leftist, and he supports, I think, a big minimum wage and regulations. So he's a leftist. On the other hand, he's done kind of the best thing for uh, commerce in history of existence, creating Amazon, right, which makes things so convenient and cheap and easy for us to buy. If they weren't cheap and convenient and easy and desirable, we wouldn't buy from it. We wouldn't use Amazon. But if, by virtue of us using it, clearly it means that we value it. That's why we use it, right? Very simple economics, which I know leftists can't understand. So that's the first reason. The second reason... Like we mentioned, this bill could easily be amended to also include people like you and me in that threshold. Right now it says it only applies to those with a net worth of over $50 million. Well, what if they amend the bill before they pass it, or if they pass it and amend the bill next year, or in two years, to also include those with a net worth of a million? I might have a net worth of a million dollars soon, especially if Dogecoin comes back. No, I, don't, I don't have much Dogecoin. But if some other investments that I have pan out or other cryptos do explode, my net worth will be a million dollars then this might apply to me, right? Number three, all taxes actually do apply to you and me, the end consumer. I'm sure there have been better articles written about this. I've alluded to it in, in tons of articles and videos. If Bezos, if you remember the, the two sides, the two columns of any business, of really anything in economics is revenue, the money that you make, and expenses, the money that you spend. Every business has some expenses and some revenue. Businesses make money and they spend money. If it's to buy new products, if it's for advertising, if it's for hiring people, that's the payroll costs to pay people every month. 
They have certain costs for maintenance, for their equipment, for their rent and all that stuff. And taxes is technically factored into the expenses because they are paying out taxes. If we hit Bezos, let's say he makes 100 billion a year. If we hit him with an extra $2 billion a year tax, that increases his expenses by 2% or by at least some amount, meaning he's going to have to make up for it by either firing employees or paying employees less or increasing the costs of his goods and services. He's not just going to eat it. He will pass it on to the next person in the economic chain, obviously. So either he'll fire workers, which Democrats, politicians don't want to be responsible for. They still pretend that they, they like the worker. Or he'll increase the price of Amazon Prime again to maybe 500 bucks a month, uh, 500 bucks a year. Maybe he'll increase prices of all the Amazon products. Ultimately, who's going to pay that tax? Who's going to pay more? Come on, think. Who's going to pay more if Amazon Prime becomes $1,000 a year? You and me. Our Prime will have increased in cost, right? So all taxes ultimately roll downhill. Number four. Inflation is the other side of this, right? They could amend the threshold down, but inflation could bring that threshold up of our total net worth. Because as we've seen over the last few years, all assets are worth more dollars as the dollar becomes worth less. As the dollar is less and less valuable because there are trillions and trillions more in circulation, I think during 2020, they printed or created another five, 10, 20, 30 trillion dollars. I think 10 or, 10 or 15, 20 trillion dollars, meaning I think that's a third of all the, the dollars in existence, technically. Meaning, technically, like 32% expansion of the, the, the monetary uh, flow or, or the, the amount of the money, the volume of total dollars. Meaning, massive inflation. I don't know if it's 33% or whatever, but massive inflation. Maybe 5, 10, 50, 30%. Meaning, there are more dollars, meaning the laws of supply and demand, which I know you communists don't like and don't believe in, but it exists. It's kind of like gravity, whether you like it or not, it exists. But more supply means it's going to have less, less value, right? There's just more of them. It's less scarce. And scarcity is the ultimate foundation of economics. And it's the governing law of the world. So because of scarcity, there are more dollars, meaning each dollar is worth less. Meaning it's going to buy you less house, less car, less of any given asset. Obviously, gold and silver are going to be worth more and more every year in terms of dollars. So as our net worth, let's say our net worth is tied up in our house, some cars, some investments, um, who knows what else. Because the dollar is worth less, those assets will be worth more dollars, technically. Not necessarily worth more, I don't know if they'll go up in value, but when compared to the dollar, because all value is essentially uh, comparative, depends on, on what it's being compared to, right? As, look at home prices. Look at every home price. My home has, has gone up by, I don't know, 10% in the last few years. That means that technically it's worth a lot more and we're all closer to that 50 million threshold, which I'm sure it's going to be coming down when they amend the bill. Because they can amend it very easy without anyone knowing. They might amend it before it passes or they might amend it next year. It's easy to amend the law once it's once it's passed. So they're gonna bring down the threshold. Inflation is definitely happening and we can all be caught up in this and on the hook for this new tax. So th that's just four reasons right there that I could think of while dealing with everything else. So I shared this article, I wrote it a few minutes ago. I put it onto the Twitter. I commented on like all of Liz Warren's posts about the wealth tax, the hashtag wealth tax, her posts and some of Bernie's posts and Biden and, and other brainless communists. So it's already got some action, already got a bunch of views on the article, and I posted it on Facebook and, and some YouTube videos. So hopefully some people read it. I mean, there are some, I can't read Twitter for too long because I'm going to 
my brain's gonna melt. It's really sad how these people are either 100% evil communists who believe in no private property, they believe they're entitled to my property, or or they're just brainless and they just don't have a brain. So either they're evil or brainless. But either way, we cannot live in the same country as them. And that's the bottom line of everything. I know I sound like a broken record, but the bottom line is we cannot live in one country with people who believe that they own all of our property. They own us. They own our property. They're entitled to everything. We might let you keep 20% or 50% of your income this year or of your total wealth. Otherwise, we'll confiscate all your wealth. All your wealth, you have $17 million in total net assets. Oh, yeah, well, I own it because I'm the government. I'm a politician. I was elected by 3% of the people. You know, a few million people voted for me out of a, you know, an entire union of states of 330 million. If like 17 million or 50 million vote for me, I am a god. I own everything, and I decide what you can keep. This year, you can keep 80% of your of your total net worth. Next year, you can keep 17%, but you got to give me 40% of your income. Who makes these rules? It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It's it's impractical, immoral. Doesn't make sense. Illegal. It's communism. Let's call it what it is. A lot of Republicans, most conservatives, most people in general, shy away from the term communism or socialism. They don't understand what it means. The smartest, most brilliant, amazing people, right? Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Daniel Horowitz, Dan Bongino, the, the literally the best, and I respect them. The best, smartest, most amazing people. Mark Levin, the smartest guy ever, right? Sean Hannity, all of them. They always say, this is not a socialist country. Trump said it too, right? This is not a socialist country, but if this bill passes, it'll be a socialist country. Uh, it's not that binary. We're actually on a spectrum. Socialism being 100% income tax or 100% effective tax burden technically to capitalism or freedom or free market or liberty being a zero taxes because we could have our own property rights and keep our own property, including our money. So currently where the average effective tax burden is around 40%, we are technically around 40% socialist, which is kind of roughly where China is. But I think that in a lot of ways we have less freedom than China. They probably have a bit less privacy, but we probably have a bit less freedom because they probably have more economic freedom because the government takes their money but probably doesn't have the regulations we do. The regulations in the United States are, are probably unparalleled in the whole world as far as economic regulation costing $2 trillion for an economy. I doubt any other any state in the world has, has quite that level of regulation. So we, in some ways, we are the most communist state in the world, but at least we're up there. We're in the middle of the pack. Worse than Denmark in some ways, better in some ways worse than China in some ways, better than China in some ways, but we're in the middle of the pack. We are a socialist to an extent. We're roughly as socialist as Denmark, not quite as socialist as North Korea, probably. Um, but we're, we're somewhere around maybe between China and Denmark or China and uh, Germany or China and Israel, but we're really close to China as far as the level of socialism. So I would I would love to debate Mark Levin or any other of the so-called smartest people ever, Ben Shapiro, and ask them why they don't think, assuming they don't think that we're a socialist country, but if you know a new tax passes, then we'll be totally socialist. We're not. We're already very socialist. This bill is very bad. It would make us a lot more socialist, but we are socialist already. We just it is communist already. If communism, by any definition of communism or socialism, they are defined as you know collective ownership of property, meaning everyone, meaning the government, the public, the government owns all property, or um, you know all the property is shared by everyone, and the government gives everyone each according to their need, and blah blah blah. Um, however you define it, or um, massive regulation, redistribution of wealth, welfare, all that stuff, whatever definition you use for socialism, the U.S. is as socialist as almost any country in the world. So that's one more thing that really pisses me off when the smartest, most amazing conservatives and libertarians talk about these things. It's so unbelievable. They, they, I don't know if they're stupid or they just don't understand terminology, but 
there's no way you could say any nation in, in the world is socialist and then say the U.S. is not socialist. It, it doesn't make sense at all. So that, that's another big pet peeve of mine, but we'll go into that another day. So it's been 20 minutes. It's gone a lot longer than I intended to, so I have a lot of other work to get done. So we got the article. I'll put the podcast into the article so you can listen. You can read the article, look at all the links and sources. I'm actually pretty impressed. I think it was thehill.com. First time I remember seeing it in a long time of a major news website besides Liberty Block actually putting a, a link or you know a bill number, a bill name when they reference a bill. Usually websites other than Liberty Block, other websites which are, I guess, inferior with, with journalistic quality, they mention a bill and they, they don't hyperlink to the bill. They don't mention the number or the name. So it's literally impossible to find the bill. You have to like search for the bill through all the bills in the world. Um, but this time I got to give them credit. I believe it was the hill.com. They, they did hyperlink to um, the bill on Liz Warren's website. So got to give them a shout out there. They're, they're, I guess, learning from Liberty Block. They have you know a tiny bit of journalistic quality, integrity, a little bit at least. So I didn't have to search too long for the bill once I read that article. But most articles don't even mention the uh, bill. They don't they don't link to the bill. So that's my rant for today. It's good to be back. We're going to try to do this at least once a week. But let me know what you think. I, w- I would love to hear your feedback. We'll put this up on Facebook and, and Rumble. Find us on Rumble, MeWe. Once Facebook bans us again, we'll, we'll be mostly on MeWe and some others. So find us there. Email us. Join our show. We'd love to discuss all these things with you. We'd love a good debate. And have a great night. Check out libertyblock.com for more.